You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sandberg. Welcome to Expansion, a podcast about personal and professional growth here at EXP Realty. I'm your host, Glenn Sanford, the founder of eXp, and each Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be talking to one of our icon agents about their careers, success, and ultimately what inspires them. Today, I'm excited to welcome Chad Leonberg, founder of the Chad Leonberg team. Welcome, Chad. Hey, Glenn. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, Chad, um, I know you've been uh, with eXp now a few years. I think you maybe joined back in 2016. Um, yeah. And uh, you've been in the business um, a little bit longer than that. So maybe, uh, maybe you could just share a little bit about your, your background, what got you into real estate, and then you know, ultimately what got you, you know, interested in making the move to EXP? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Um, so really, I, was, I think I was just looking for a job that fulfilled me. I was kind of taking the, the easy routes, wasn't really focused much on um, doing something <laughs> impactful career-wise. Um, and my parents had done real estate, so it's, it had been around. My mom had, uh, did a little bit of real estate sales, but mostly property management. Um, they were good friends with a, a, a local broker. Um, they, my dad always went golfing with them and stuff. So it was around. Um, so I, I went and took a look at it seriously. Um, and I just really thought it could be, um, I, you know, I, I ask everybody their why, why they get into real estate when I talk to them. And I think it always boils down to freedom, whether it's financial freedom, time freedom, um, one way or another. And, and for me, it was a way to kind of have that, um, but also get the fulfillment and a way to level up. Um, so that's really what um, just kind of started me looking at real estate. Um, I think that was July of 2014. Um, and it was about two years later, it was June of 2016 when I, when I joined eXp. And um, I'd started at one brokerage briefly, and then I went to another for majority of that time. And I was, it was really just a bad culture when I look back. Um, they were very productive agents. So it, it, was, it was great on, on that aspect. Um, but I, there was, um, it felt like a shark tank type feeling. Everybody was, when I started to have success, I was like, who's this young kid? They wanted to they kind of, uh, they, I felt threatened. They, they would um, use me as the free tech guy, which I, uh, EXP has taught me to come from a position of contribution. So um, but at the time I was a little, it just, I didn't feel a, a good vibe. So I, I started looking, um, I'd seen one listing pop up with the XP and I was just looking at all the models. Um, it made sense to me. I didn't think that, cause I think there was around a thousand agents. Then I think when I joined, it was about 1200. Um, I, I didn't think that I thought the average agent who maybe isn't as technologically inclined which was most of the agents that I dealt with would, would ever buy into something like this. Obviously I was very, very wrong. Um, and how much of a culture there actually is here, no matter how virtual it is, you really see that, especially at the live events. So, um, but, but nonetheless, that's, um, I really was just looking for a model where I could kind of sit on the sidelines, take my notes and implement my, myself. And um, this turned out to be that. And then some. <laughs> now you, you've been, um, I think doing, um, a lot of buyer-based business, and I think some sphere business. You made a move from from Pittsburgh to to Florida. Um, how is how has that shift worked in yeah. your business? Yeah, it was uh, obviously that's I think what everybody is scared of doing. Can you know, or can they pick up their business and move? Um, so the sphere side fell off when we did that. I had a ton of success with buyers and I found a good way to replicate that system through drip campaigns and just kind of like a, 
um, a hot, um, hot, colder, colder or some type system in our CRM that, that I could teach it out. Listings I did well personally, but have had trouble implementing it in a team environment. Um, and what I did was I just built a process out for that. And when I moved to Florida, none of it really fell apart. I mean, prior to moving, we trained virtually. We, we did Zoom trainings or EXP world. I mean, so we did everything virtually as it was because I always built the business so that if even I'm on vacation, I can still work to have that freedom. Um, didn't know that I would be moving to Florida. So that, that worked out. I guess I kind of set it up without knowing that I was needing to set it up. But anyway, the decision, I mean, I had always tried to get to Florida. Um, it was my wife that I couldn't fully convince. We have family. We're from Pittsburgh, but that was, that's our, that was our whole life. Um, so it happened a few times over the years where I tried to convince her, but it was um, two major times. So June of 2019 at shareholders conference, I remember actually driving through the neighborhoods in Orlando. I was like, there's palm trees. We, we could live here. This could be every day. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but when it really took off was actually during um, uh, 2020. Um, so COVID, we had, we had time to look at our home situation. And I, I just, I said to her, I'm like, with how busy we are, when we do have those times to um, enjoy life in Pittsburgh, it's cloudy or rainy, you know, three months out of the year where it's warm, maybe two, and um, you take the day off to go do something and the weather ruins it if it's outside. So um, we actually had somebody that wanted to partner with us in Fort Myers. Um, to join us at EXP. So we made a vacation out of it and went down, um, went, went down for a week. And my wife hated me that trip because uh, all I did was <laughs> sell my wife on why we should live in Florida. Uh, so we ended up, we, we brought the group over down there. Um, and two weeks later, we were back in Tampa because we had some relatives in St. Pete. Um, and a month after that, we were here um, signing a contract to build our our house. So it was like a two month process from my wife said, let's consider it to we'll make it a reality. Um, but EXP was obviously right along with it the whole way. <laughs> so now did you did you build start building your team at EXP or did you were you building at your previous? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think it was a bit back. I, I just my wife got licensed with me about a year after I started. I think, yeah, that, that was it. So she got, so that was where I started to put some of the pieces in, but it was actually a friend of mine from high school that, that wanted to start real estate. And right as I transitioned is when he got his license. So it was pretty much all built um, here at eXp. And we started with one or two agents. Um, and now to the point where it about, uh, we're a little different, I, I guess, too, to, to preface this. I mean, so we don't really, touch any of their personal business that they, they generate. Um, anything they generate, I feel is their business. Anything we've generated is something that we split. You know, we do have a 50-50 split. Um, so, but we have five pretty much fully dependent team agents and then five that are in spots where they either use it part-time or they've graduated and kind of spread their wings and they're building their own, own business. So I've really um, taken the mindset of just using the team as a way to get them into the fire and learn firsthand. Um, but then also teach them how to, how to fish, not just give them the fish, right. Teach them how to fish type deal. Awesome. Now, now what are you using for like, what's your, what's your lead gen strategy? Are you using um, an IDX or using KV core? Are you, what's your CRM? How, what does that look like? 
it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, we do do a lot of Zillow. I know that's the the big bad. <laughs> um, it's it's been well for us. I think um, it's been our our highest ROI for a long time. Um, but we we have done Facebook ads, Google ads, a lot of the mix um, as well. KV Core has pretty much been the main CRM for about six out of my eight years in the business. There was a solid year where we went to follow up boss, and I really did like it. But I found in CRMs that we've used, there's two really important things. One's the ability to, to either trigger manual accountability to follow up or auto, you know, um, and two, the ability to see uh, their search really that, you know, so with follow-up boss, having to add YLOPO when KV Core was just offered, it just didn't make much sense. So we switched, um, switched back so we could really have the tracking back on their home searches. Um, but right now we're, we're actually switching again. We're using a little bit for the Zillow leads that we do get, we're using Zillow CRM. And then for the leads outside of that, we're using KV Core. And the reason is um, with Zillow, you can see into their search. And I, that, that's, I mean, when, when you have somebody that logs back on after two years and you can see that, um, that's just gold. I mean, that's, it's telling you when they're raising their hand. So um, I used to take basically the approach of, I need the all-in-one. And now I'm taking more of the approach of which um, system best fits that um, lead type and, and the agent as well, because the agents were fighting KV core a little bit. Um, so we, we, we made a few changes recently with that. Okay. Awesome. Now um, you mentioned your highest ROI is on Zillow, which, which strikes me as a little bit of an odd comment. So I want to kind of drill in. How, how are you, how do you think about ROI? Cause I assume that you're paying a, 30 or 35% referral fee, or if, if, if you're on the flex program, um, the flex program, I'm not a big fan of, like you said, 30, 35% numbers don't make sense. When they came to me with that, I, I didn't do it. Um, but you know, with our, we, we just do the monthly spend and for every dollar we spend, we're, we're, I think it, we were at $10 per dollar we spent, but I think now we're at about five or six. Um, so it's, de it's decreased a lot, but it's, it's been, I would say too, the leads have, and that's probably bad marketing on my part or not enough diving in and learning to Facebook ads, Google ads and stuff like that. But they're a little bit more um, closer to the magic moment of making that decision to buy that we've gotten on there rather than some of the other sources we've, we've had. They, they still work, but we seem to get them a lot earlier in the process through, through the other uh, marketing methods. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and, and no, it's great to sort of understand how that all works. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're getting, you know, Five dollars for every dollar you're spending—that's that's great ROI, and one of the the higher ROIs I think I've heard on on Zillow. Certainly, um, when I think about PPC, um, you know, whether it be through our Making It Rain program or what have you, um, you know, I think our average lead costs about sixteen dollars a lead um, for through to agents right into their KV Core system, and then if you can, you know end up somewhere around a 5% lead conversion, then you've got about $400 per closed transaction. So I'm a big fan if somebody doesn't want to learn to do PPC, which is a great skill to have. Yeah, uh, We've got a great way for agents to just, um, as I like to say, what does Zillow and Realtor.com do better than anybody else? Um, at one time, it was they knew how to take a credit card. And, <laughs> and, and so that was really the idea is why don't we just run people you know, agents PPC campaigns uh, for them. So, so you're doing a lot of online lead gen. Um, you've been in in Florida now for what a year, year and a half. 
That's going to be two years in September. So yeah. Okay. Getting there. And and uh, and volume. What would you do volume like in 2021? What was your uh, your volume? How many how many sides you guys do? Yeah, it was. I think that was our best year. It was 18 million. A little shy of that. I think it was about 100. So. My previous market in Pittsburgh, we're about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. The average sale price is significantly lower. That's that's where I grew up. That's what it is, right? But um, we did 130, 135 units, I think. Um, it was 134 to be exact um, last year. Now this year, it's been a lot, we're buyer heavy. And we really felt that squeeze at the end here where the inventory has gotten to its lowest point. We're starting to hopefully shift that other direction in terms of our buyer lead gen. But the units are about half of where we were last time uh, this year, uh, but the volume is there because I've switched markets. <laughs> so, because um, we're building the team out here as well, we have two agents in in Tampa, and um, we actually sold of those 135, we did 40 units um, here last year, our first year, only year um, in in Florida. Now, are you managing your team uh, virtually, or do you have a physical office? Yeah, I've always done it virtually. I do have a physical office um, back in Pittsburgh. Um, we opened that up actually about six months or so before COVID had um, happened. So we didn't get, we never really got a chance to fully utilize that. But I like the virtual element. I think for me, because I've, I've trained in person too, I've met up, um, whether it's at place like prior to having the office, we've met at different title companies' offices or Starbucks. There's a lot of extra that comes with that. I mean, sometimes that's good. I mean, you need the personal element, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of waste that happens. Um, different noises going on, things, distractions. And I've loved um, training virtually and, and just um, it, it gives me more focus and clarity on, on the actual kind of task at hand. Right. Well, you know, one of the things we, we learned years ago was that when we're, you know, didn't matter whether we were working with agents on our team or staff or what have you, that um, we could stay more on task remotely because you don't have, in a lot of cases, the distractions that you do in a physical office, people walking by, they might be part of your organization, but they may be other people that just randomly want to sort of pick your brain or whatever. So productivity goes goes down. So, you know, go to an, through an office, and, you know, people have to basically put signs on their doors don't interrupt me i'm prospecting or i'm working or what have you which sort of then goes well why did you come to the office to begin with and then the, the but we we use the the phrase that we that we we work remote but then we get together and socialize so we often meet at a restaurant or a bar or a regis or maybe there's some sort of coaching or training event that you, we wanted to do or weekly weekly training we can figure out a place to do that but you you know to some extent productivity actually and there's a lot of data around it productivity actually goes down when you're physically together versus I think productivity goes up an average of 44%. So you've, uh, you've tapped into that, uh, even though a lot of people will sort of argue with that. So, um, you know, what uh, you mentioned CRMs, you mentioned um, you're using um, KB Core, Zillow, um, you're, you're, you're no longer using follow-up boss. Is there any, anything else that you're any other way you're generating business? Um, just referrals and, and still sphere does come. I mean, we even even since we've moved, we, we've still had, I mean, it used to be, I think my wife and I would just kind of on the side do 30, 35 deals when we lived there. Um, and that's, it was just totally just came to us kind of on autopilot. And we still get about five to 10 of those a year that we just kind of put through the team now. 
Um, and then we get a lot of referrals in Tampa. Um, we didn't get many in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I didn't get the value of the events with networking and referrals for EXP's case, for example, because I don't know, we just never had many people wanting to move to Pittsburgh, but Tampa, there's a lot of people moving here. So we have had um, a good bit of that still. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the CRMs, I, I swear, I, I, I have shiny new object syndrome. It's bad. I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at a new one all the time. Um, my team hates me because I'm always changing things and pivoting and shifting. Um, but I just feel like if I know there's a better way, I can't continue on the current path that I'm at. But they, after of having either implemented them or, you know, done a test trial and see how our world would work in all of them. I, I, I know there's definitely, even some, somebody like me who loves them, there's too much focus on the CRM. I mean, the best CRM is the one that you'll use. Um, and the one that um, really, I guess, gives you the best insight into your people, make, makes you talk to them, you know, keeps you accountable. Just, I mean, it could be a Google sheet for some people, you know, um, but I, I think something in my early time was I thought it, the CRM was everything. And it's definitely something I've learned that it isn't. Right. Well, you can have the best CRM in the world. And if, if uh, no one uh, enters their notes in and doesn't use the task management, doesn't make the phone calls that are sort of there, um, you know, then the CRM is, 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 you know, costly, useless expense. And, and so, you know, how you use it is, is just as important as, if not more important than getting the right CRM. Um, so I guess last, last question um, is, uh, well, you, you, you mentioned the, the, the splits that you have with your agents. And you mentioned that you've got kind of this, um, you know, 50, 50 on company generated leads, and then, and then, and then, no split on on others. And so, this one's more of a curious question on my part because I, you know, I struggled with having agents take the we'll call it company leads seriously when I had two different models. So I actually went to a to an alternative, which was 50, 50 on company leads, 50 50 on personal. But every time you did X number of deals, which I think it was six company deals, then you got one deal that you could do as an exempt transaction. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, are you see, feeling any, any um, challenge by your agents? And, and if you're not, I'd love to learn how, you're, uh, how your agents um, are staying as engaged with the leads you're providing them um, relative to the leads that maybe they have themselves. Yeah. Um... I, well, first off, I would say, you know, I mean, the rev share helps a little recoup of that. I think if I'd have built it anywhere else that, you know, missing that link where when they spread their wings and fly, I mean, you would get nothing. Not that it's all about me, 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 but, you know, when you're looking at building the team model, that that wouldn't work in most other places. So luckily I was here when I built it. Um, but that said, honestly, it's a lot of accountability, I'd say. Um, so what, what we have set up is with our task system, Basically, it's so I call it the CAN system, client active nurture. Clients we need to be in touch with once a week, active kind of hot leads are uh, once every two weeks, and then nurtures are like once a month. Um, if they don't keep up with them ta those tasks, and, and they can be cheated. Um, and I, I think that this, it's important to say to them, like, I'm not putting these tasks out there for me to just be this corporate rigid environment. Like, I, I'm doing this to help you. But if they're not completed, at minimum, just checking them off, um, then you'll get paused until you get them completed. So that kind of accountability is, is I think the main reason um, it stayed intact. Uh, I do think though, the, 
to your point about the model, I think that's why we've never succeeded well in the listing game or why I can't figure out um, the team side of it for that, because it's just, um, we, we need some, we need a different model to make it work um, for listings. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So, uh, but we do have a hybrid too, where some of our agents will do a half cap and um, we just take a 25% of their personal deals and they get the half cap through EXP. Um, there's two of our agents that do that. Um, and the way I did it for the, as you said, the 50, 50 for the personals is they have an option to do that too, but we want their sphere plugged in and I'm going to create monthly marketing for them, um, to their sphere, but nobody's done that. Um, so I really just like the a la carte portion because early on, I found I was fighting everybody, um, about touching their personal deals. And I just wanted them to work the leads I had at the time. Um, so I think that let us grow a little quicker because we didn't have this, this big argument. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chad, hey, thanks for, again, for, for jumping on the podcast. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty fun kind of putting these together, getting to know um, more of our icons, yourself included here. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I like to say is that success leaves clues. There was definitely some good clues here for, for agents looking to scale uh, and to move. You know, the fact that you were able to move from, <laughs> from one market to another and, uh, and, and, and been able to scale that business is pretty awesome. So, um, uh, for those of you who, uh, who who don't know Chad, definitely check Chad out at the Chad Leenberg team. And uh, how would they get in touch with you? Do you have a website for your team? Yeah, yeah, it's just chadleenberg.com. Actually, I have um, just, you know, schedule with me, a call, email, text on there. Everything is right on that site. So, um, yeah, and you're probably on Workplace as well. So that too. Absolutely. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening in and uh, thanks again, Chad. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Yep. You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for eXp agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. <laughs>